Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the excellent big boys who watch them. I'm one of your most righteous big boys, Matt Beebe. And I'm one of your most not heinous big boys, John George. Whoa. Now, this week, I figured we'd talk like this because it would be really entertaining and not grating. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you, Beebe. It'll be really easy for me to talk like this for an hour. Yeah, I feel like neither of us are already losing the voice we've established. No, I have practiced this in the mirror for days straight, Matt Beebe. It's the most righteous voice I've ever had. Whoa. <laughs> I, I Surprise, everyone. It's Bill and Ted. Did you get it? <laughs> did you, did guys, you get what we were doing? Did you understand the reference? That was a reference it to was, the, It was a William. little joke about how the characters talk in William, in and, William Theodore. and Theodore. Yep. Yeah, and they're, they have an excellent, excellent adventure. Marty is really, he does not want to be here for this episode. I'm so He doesn't want to be here for this episode, but like 30 minutes before we started, he called me and also did a Bill and Ted voice. <laughs> like, I think he was trying to convince me to finally let him on the episode. And I was like, Marty, that's not how it works. His voice wasn't even that good. Um, I, so I, I had to shut him down again. I think it's because he is like secretly the ghostwriter for Bill and Ted and they just have never given him the credit. Yeah, it makes sense. It is like exactly the kind of movie you would expect Martin Scorsese to make. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, how is Scorsese's name not in these credits right now? Yeah, they they shaft him every single time. He comes with his great script filled filled with amazing (laughs) jokes. um, And every time he's like, Oh, please, please credit me. And they're like, no, no, we can't credit you unless Robert De Niro's in the movie. You know, that's the rules, Marty. And he's like, oh, but just this one time, I'm like Mm-mm, Marty, Bobby was busy. Bobby was busy. We could have got you him. Gotta have, if Bobby ain't in the movie, then you don't get the director or the writer credit. Sorry, Come Marty. <laughs> oh, well, I did. I, I got to watch three new movies this week, all with Bill and Ted in the title. Exciting stuff. Wow. What, how crazy would it be if one of those wasn't like actually a Bill and Ted movie? <laughs> you just found some other movie that had the names Bill and Ted in the title. <laughs> I'm like, wait, why are these different actors? And just yeah. this is completely different. It's, it's the secret. It's, it's like when you uh, mistype just... something into, into Google, like you, you try to search like Dark Souls, but you actually like switch the o and the u in souls and it takes you to some like sketchy russian website because you didn't realize your typo <laughs> no here's what i did i ended up watching just ted i forgot to type in bill so i watched the movie oh, ted. oh okay yeah <laughs> about the teddy bear of course that that's its own kind of excellent adventure that's seth mcfarland's like very yeah. funny sort of cursing weed teddy bear movie that's yeah. that's really really makes me bust a gut Oh yeah, and it's in Boston. There's a, they're at the Fenway Park at some point. Yeah, know. they got Mark Wahlberg in there, so it had to be set in Boston, uh, <laughs> as per his contract. <laughs> I will not leave Boston ever. I am Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I will not leave Boston. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg refuses to leave Boston. <laughs> his wife's like, "Come on, can we just go on a vacation? Like, I got these you tickets." You do so Hawaii. much traveling all the time. Why don't Why don't they make movies in Boston? He's like, "All right, I'll tell them we have to do it in Boston." <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's in the Departed. Martin, not yeah. Marty. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Departed actually, uh, Marty just adapted his original Bill and Ted script into that because <laughs> yeah, they could tell. they wouldn't let him do his. So he's like, "Fine, I'm going to do my own version," and he made the Departed. God, I'm pissed that um, they did not at least include Seth MacFarlane's Ted in the new Bill and Ted as just a cheeky reference for a second. God, like, it would have been a slam dunk. Like they go to the the future or whatever, and he just happens to be the teddy bear at some point. It's just like, whoa! Oh no, Ted would be in hell. That's that's a hundred percent what it'd be. Ted is in hell. <laughs> definitely, definitely in hell. Um, but yeah, I actually watched other movies this week too, baby. So I have things. to oh talk Oh my about. god! Did you watch anything? Well. Well, I was actually so busy this week that I barely even had time to watch <laughs> Bill and Ted. <laughs> so I, not a joke, I, the only way I could fit it in this week because I was so busy is I turned it on and then had to do my morning workout while the movie was playing. Wow. Um, so for about the first 30, 40 of the minutes, I was also extremely sweaty and out of breath. I mean, uh, but I did still catch most of it. So was I. I wasn't working out, but... <laughs> 
intense. Oh yeah, well, first it'll do that to you. For me. Yeah, very intense. Thir- first thirty minutes, I was sweating. It was a workout. Yeah, practice. so I, I got not much to talk about. So you can tell me about <laughs> about your movies. Sure. Um, I think last week was August. What day was August twenty ninth? I think that was right. I think right after. It was pod, Tuesday. Maybe. No, um, it wasn't. It was, no, it was Saturday. So Saturday. Day, I was looking at the other month, September. Day, day after the pod last week, I I did watch the first Bell and Ted's because I haven't se- I going into this podcast haven't seen any Bell and Ted's at all. Didn't even know mm-hmm. they existed before this new one was announced. So my dad was like, "Let's watch. Let's let's turn these on." Uh, but besides, <laughs> let's Bell watch Ted's, them. Let's just turn these on. Let's just turn these on. <laughs> um, but. After Bill and Ted's that night, I watched uh, a movie from this year called Spree, uh, which. Wow. Yeah. It stars Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Oh, I uh, love that boy. Yep. And uh, it was a fun movie. And I gave it three and a half stars. I think it's a fun little movie. I mainly watched it because um, Josh Avali's in it, and he is one of my favorite YouTubers. Um, he, you, you might have known him from Vine. He's definitely like on the low. He doesn't have that many subscribers or get that many views, but I think he's super brilliant. His YouTube mm-hmm. videos are a hilarious, dark humor. <laughs> and then sometimes some really, uh, some really um, sad stuff on his YouTube channel, which is fun to watch. Oh, yeah, <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's 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 a mix of everything. I like it all. Um, and he was hilarious in this movie, basically playing like a Jake Paul type. Um, but this is one of those movies mm. that like takes place all, all in like a stream. It's it, it's like searching or one of those that searching all takes place in, on this guy's computer. This one all all takes place on Joe Keery's live stream. Ah, um, uh, okay. But I think it's pretty. It's funny at points. Uh, at other points, it's a bit too on the nose and a bit too weird, and some things don't make sense. But overall, I had fun with it. I'd say check it out. Um. It's it's not like one of those ridiculous rent for twenty dollar movies right now. You can rent it for like five bucks, so nice. it's not as bad. Um, so that one was good, and then I watched Impractical Jokers the movie later in the week. Wow, um, a real a real hilarious week for you. <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm a huge Impractical Jokers the show fan. Um, movie not so great. It's basically the same exact thing as Between the Two Ferns the movie. Which is yeah funny because it's like Funny or Die but did both of these movies and they are the <laughs> exact same premise where it's like Between Two Ferns, except it's they both are just road trips. Between Two Ferns was like, oh, we got to go on a road trip to save the show. But in Practical Jokers, it's, we got to go on a road trip to see who can go to Paula Abdul's party. Um, and it's fun, like when the movie is doing doing the show it's great when the movie is not doing the show it's pretty fucking awful oh Um, god yeah it's just like very poorly written and like some of the jokers are good at acting some of them aren't as good um but there's a hilarious part with jane smith in it so (laughs) oh okay they got jaden smith for this one huh yes and at one point will Will Ferrell has the weirdest fucking cameo in this movie that like my whole family was watching it. None of us noticed he was there except my dad. He's literally just in the background of a scene, like eating a slice of pizza. So intense. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and There's no fucking mention of him at all. He's just there for five seconds eating a slice of pizza really intensely. Um, <laughs> that reminds me um I listened to a podcast called Till Death Do Us Blart, which is a uh, every year on Thanksgiving, the McElroy brothers and some other podcasters uh, rewatch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 and do a review of it. Uh, and there's apparently in Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 a single good joke that makes them laugh. And they talk about it every year <laughs> where a security guard is like, well, I got to eat my lunch. And then he like takes out a nasty brown banana and just starts eating it. And they're like, that's the only good joke in the movie. And every year they like bring it up in their reactions to it because they're like, that's the one thing like that, that is the one year. shining light in Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. <laughs> It's the cop eating a brown banana. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Real bright spot. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, if you if you're a fan of Impractical Jokers, just watch the movie. I mean, there's still great like show type bits in there. Um, so it's just extra Impractical Jokers. So might as well watch it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that's that's all I want after this podcast. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. I'm definitely gonna watch. I'm thinking of ending things, which is on Netflix now. I'm so hype. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I, otherwise, this week I. Uh, I, I was talking before the show. I've been playing Tony Hawk's, uh, or excuse me, I've been playing Anthony Hawk's professional skateboarding one plus two, <laughs> um, shredding it up there. And I, I'm about to play Avengers, but I have not played it yet. Uh, and yeah, no movies. Oh, and The Boys is out today. There's so much media I need to consume, and this week has just ruined me. I, I've had literally no time for anything this week. Um, so next week, I'm absolutely going to talk about The Boys Season 2. I'm so excited. I completely forgot it was even coming out today. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably going to watch an episode or two tonight. Yeah. Um, I might do, a, might do a watch. I set a prime watch party on my Twitch channel. So I might do a watch party of the se- of Season 1 tomorrow, even though it's <laughs> obviously everyone's going to be hyped about Season 2. But Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly <laughs> might join that because the first episode even of Season 1 is so much fun. Um, at that point I'll be caught up with season two. Uh, but yeah, that would actually be super cool. Yeah. Cause I still got to watch season one before I get to season two. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people are like getting to the point of spoiling season one. So I got to watch that soon. Yeah. Alex says they would love a watch party. So you've already yeah. got one guaranteed viewer. Might do it tomorrow then Alex better be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all of our our media. I guess uh, I guess we should face the music, huh? It's time to face the music. Um, it's time to face the music, as well as the other Bill and Ted movies, kind of for me because they're new for me. Yeah, and I, I I'll tell I'll talk about my workaround because again I had no time to watch anything and I wanted to watch the originals. I watched the Red Letter Media. They did a a review of the first two. They did like a big review discussion. um, And they basically talked about both the movies. And I went and watched some clips from the movies. So I have some context as to what those two were about and and what happened in them in the funny moments. But I have not officially seen them, uh, which I understand is not great. But that was like the best I could do. Movie podcaster doesn't even watch movies. (laughs) I listen to movie podcasts. That's what everyone should do. Don't watch movies. Just listen to us talk about them. Um, that's a funny premise for a movie podcast, actually. Movie Two movie podcasters never watch movies. They just listen to other movie podcasts. Other and try, podcasts? <laughs> and try and to, review, try yeah, to review the movie based on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, we should just, yeah, no, we find a, like, a movie we've never watched and try and find like every YouTube channel and podcast that's done like a review of it. And then we try and like combine them all to be like, well, uh, uh, n- nostalgia critics said this, but red letter media didn't like that part. Um, so I, th- it's probably bad. I don't, ah, uh, shit. We're basically just like Rotten Tomatoes podcast form. We're just like accumulating everyone's reviews. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, Critics Corner will expand ever outward and consume the show eventually. <laughs> and so our show will just show. be other people's reviews <laughs> and then get really pissed when parasite wins at the oscars <laughs> yeah that's what <laughs> yeah that's what everyone who didn't see parasite did <laughs> got real mad yeah that's right the uh, our superpower is that because we've seen no movies we will be mad no matter what wins <laughs> we will be like an incarnation of the internet who's always mad about everything all the time exactly 12 years to, <laughs> 12 years a slave what the hell is this movie I never even come heard of on. This. Movie Bob loved Ford v Ford v Ferrari. <laughs> I think that should have won. <laughs> oh my god, that review was so good. Okay. <laughs> he really convinced me. It was good. I assume. Um. All right. Let's talk. I mean, Bill and Ted, beloved franchise that I hadn't heard of before this year. Um, I was familiar with Bill and Ted before, um, but I. And I knew it kind of had a cult following, but I never really was like, well, I got to see that. I, I just knew it was a thing that existed. Yeah, I did. I literally had no clue what it was. Apparently one of my dad's favorites um, when he was growing up. So, wow. um, yeah, 
Uh, so that's why he wanted us to watch them. But uh, I enjoyed the series was very consistent for me. Usually people like even my dad was like the second one sucks. A lot of people were like the second one sucks. Second, oh, really? Second one might be my favorite. See, this is it's actually happening right now live on the show because Red Letter Media actually both really like Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Yeah. So I came in assuming that people liked that one. No. Um, um, yeah, apparently. So oops. Uh, yeah. I, I, it has the worst letterbox score out of three. Um, my dad said that it's a piece of garbage. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I came out today because I uh, just saw the new one today and he, my dad has yet to see it. He's going to watch it tonight or tomorrow but mm-hmm. um, i came out today and i was like dad i think the second one's my favorite to be honest and he's like are you kidding me <laughs> he liked it he thought he <laughs> just like, heard me he was like what <laughs> like, and then he was, was immediately like oh and you like the last jedi too that makes <laughs> sense john you it, john george the fourth well, smaller version of me he, idiot he'd say that about any star wars movie like i did tell him i like last jedi he's like what, you like a star wars movie like my dad hates star wars in general so <laughs> wow <laughs> wow your dad's like every bully in high school yep exactly <laughs> you like fucking star wars nerd <laughs> and he takes your lunch he makes you lunch but then he takes it away <laughs> exactly Skarn said he's threatening the shit out of everyone to sub to me in the Discord. Skarn, I think at this point, um, you're scaring people away from my stream rather than getting me people <laughs> to watch big boy movies, all right? I think people don't want to watch because of you. Yeah, that's right, shit. Shit! You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. <laughs> you're wrong. Maybe you should just calm down on the advertising. Um, but yeah, Bill and Ted, honestly, first one, Fun movie. I think I expected a little bit more out of it with the premise, and I think the second one capitalized on it more. Or just capitalized on like the kookiness and the insanity possible with what the what Bill and Ted have been given, I guess. Yeah. Um, because obviously they go to heaven and hell. There's I don't even know if there's any there's some time traveling, I guess, because the robots are sent back and stuff like that, but they don't actually yeah. time travel. Um, yeah, from what I understand, the second one's more about the heaven and hell concept, and they just sort of leave the time travel stuff behind. Yeah, but I still think it's super... I think it was way more clever, and and the second one has the Grim Reaper in it, which I think is the best character um, in this in this franchise here, in, these, yeah. in this trilogy, I guess. It's not a franchise quite yet. That you need some more movies about different characters. Maybe if they split off to a Grim Reaper, do a Grim Reaper solo thing. grim reaper spinoff bill and ted cinematic universe i do think grim reaper's fantastic in the second one and the third one he's all right but in the second one he's... yeah he, he just sort of shows up for a little bit in the third one yeah which i'm glad he was there because i in the second one he's just hilarious it's the best part of the second one is when they have to play a game against the grim reaper to to um escape the afterlife and they just play yeah. battleship and twister and <laughs> fucking just board games and the Grim Reaper just yeah. loses every single one. Like he's just so bad. <laughs> That's um, really good. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, yeah. It, I mean, I, if you haven't watched Bill and Ted, it's basically just Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Bill and Ted. Um, They're just like goofy nineties <laughs> movies. Yeah. It's, it's like the epitome of, of the goofy nineties comedy. Yep. And they're acting like, you know, they say dude and they're kind of airheads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they talk like surfer bros even though they don't surf. Yeah. They do not, they do not surf. It's just the premise of like, what if these two like idiot surfer bros from San Dimas, California were bound to save the entire world, I guess. Yeah. Which is funny. It's funny. Guys. Yeah. Laugh. It's a chat. good <laughs> please laugh. <laughs> Yeah, they should have gotten Jeb Bush in this one. <laughs> please laugh. He'll play on his classic, please clap. This time he's asking you to laugh. Please laugh. Whoa, Jeb Bush. Are you going to save the universe? No. <laughs> please laugh. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I guess we should... Uh, 
give our general impressions. So we we actually have a reason to give general impressions th- this, this week because this movie. is an actual new movie <laughs> people might not have seen. Um, but ahead, I guess I'll go first. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I don't have a great sense of the previous two movies other than sort of like the synopsis and some of the funny scenes I've seen. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. It's just like a very nice feel good movie. I laughed pretty consistently throughout it. Not like huge laughs, but, um, jokes I really appreciated. I'll talk later about the one moment that made me laugh really hard that I don't think was supposed to be a joke, but I found very funny. Um, I want to hear this, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just like a nice movie and in these terrible, awful times, it was just nice for like 90 minutes, exactly 90 minutes to be like, Oh, this is just like a nice thing. And everyone's (laughs) happy. And like the, the danger is so ridiculous and the heroes are so goofy that I don't have to think about real world shit for like a second. Uh, and so that's, I think Bill and Ted three's greatest strength right now is just being a nice, funny wholesome movie that that you can just watch yeah um <laughs> which i'm thinking of ending thing is, is going to be the exact opposite if we do that next week yeah so, um yeah i agree with you there i yeah it was just super fun as someone who watched the two the, the first two movies like this week there are some points some parts that i was like okay i probably would have enjoyed this more if i had watched this a long time ago like if i if these movies were close to my heart there's some parts that yeah i would have been like oh this reunion's happening or like oh my god but it didn't like have as big of an impact on me because i had just watched the movies before mm-hmm. um so i had just seen alex winter and keanu reeves on screen playing these characters for the first time yeah the nostalgia factor is obviously like a big thing uh-huh. um for literally anything so uh yeah yeah it's we we just don't have that and so maybe we can be a little bit more objective but also it's art who cares <laughs> it yeah plus it's bill and Ted. like this movie's one of the this whole series one of the least serious series of movies you'll ever see in your life yeah it does not take itself seriously at all it has it has a time travel mechanic that's just like nuts and they like are in the first and second they're very obvious but they're like, yeah, this is absolutely bonkers yeah. if we and actually take this seriously. So, I honestly kind of like that about the movie where like time travel inherently will never make sense. And the idea that they're just like, well, let's just fucking do it. And there's going to be a billion plot holes and logical inconsistencies, but it's Bill and Ted. Yeah. They're not thinking about it. So like, why would you? Uh, and so you can just, you're just along for the ride. There's, there's no metaphysics. Well, sort of at the end, but th- there's no like real concern it's not interstellar where they have to explain quantum mechanics to you it's just <laughs> time travel is just a thing they're doing because it happens yeah which i think is like the best way to do time travel yeah i think it's because it gets confusing and that's why it's okay in these movies like if it took itself seriously a lot of the time travel especially in this third movie i would just like call bullshit on and be super annoyed by um, but it's yeah. like, who cares? Um, in the first two, I thought the time travel was fun. And in the, they even like, <laughs> they like have infinite powers because of time travel in the first two. And they use them pretty obviously. They're just like, how do we get out of this situation? Well, how about after it, we use the booth to place this to help us. And then it'll just like pop yeah. up and it'll be like, oh shit, now we got a gun. Oh yeah, I remember that scene. They're like, oh, I'll, I'll, we'll use the booth and we'll leave our car keys here. And then he just takes a few steps over and goes, see, we did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so the car keys are there. Like that's such a great use of that time travel trope. It reminds me, did you see Deadpool 2? Yeah, I did. There, I don't know if it's the after credit scene or if it just, maybe it's just the thing that happens at the end of the movie. Deadpool gets some kind of time travel device. Um, and after all this movie happens and there's all this drama and action, he's like, oh, wait, I just have the time travel thing. And so he just goes back and like undoes all the shit. So none of the bad <laughs> stuff happens. And that's like the end of the movie, uh, which is very Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just such a fun like it's not high art or anything like that. It's not like insanely good stuff, but it's like enjoyable. And if you hate it then it's i don't know i feel like you're just kind of you're gonna forget about it the next day if you hate it 
Yeah. Um, and you're not. Getting- or so you would think. Uh, <laughs> hey, John, what what is your clock set? What time is it for you? Uh, I'm getting 9.31 p.m. Eastern time. That's what. Hold on, John. I think I may. I think I might have timed. It's 6.31 on my clock right now. What? That's I, impossible. I, I've, I've traveled back to the past uh, to deliver you in the future a warning, which is not the right move but bill and ted bill and ted doesn't have to make sense <laughs> i'm in the past you're in the future and i have to tell you about uh critics corner it's imperative that you keep this message in the future from the past it's actually it'd be kind of useless huh you go you're in the past and you have to warn someone in the future but the bad things probably already happened if they're in the future anyway you- critics corner <laughs> i just got an idea from that bit um That'd be hilarious if I recorded this with like a pre-recorded version of you, so you are actually in the past. And was in oh the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great monorail says this is crazy. You're right. Time travel is nuts, and uh, should be t- that bit was flawless. And there's no, <laughs> there's no logical inconsistency there. So don't think about it, Bill and Ted. Yeah. BB is it's it's six thirty one for BB and that is because of time travel, not because of time zones. That is time, time travel. Zones? No, <laughs> that does not exist. Time zones don't exist; they're fake news. <laughs> it's called time travel. Um, <laughs> I have a critics corner here today uh, from the deep. I, I went to hell myself today. Wow! <laughs> when I was looking, I went to the hell called the Metacritic review section, um, which. Let, let me tell you, I didn't think we were going to have a Critics Corner this week because I was like, Bill and Ted 3, like, even if you don't like that movie, I don't think you're going to care enough to, like, really go nuts on Metacritic. Like, there's not going to be anything that's so, like, impassioned on Metacritic that I'm going to be able to pull it for a Critics Corner yeah. because it's Bill and Ted. Like, who cares that much? I was going to be shocked um, if you had anything as well. Like, it's Bill and Ted. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's The movie's only been out for a week. And it's Bill and Ted, the most innocuous comedy movie of the decade. Uh, and so how could anyone give a shit? But John, what you and I both um, forgot to take into account is that the internet hates women. Oh, my God. You remember this? It's the, the internet. They hate women. And they have to let us know. And they have to review the movie Bill and Ted 3 Face the Music. Because there's women in um, it. There's women in it, right? Because there's, and, and they have to deliver that message to the people. It's important. Because women, um, women aren't real They're people, in the right? past. Yeah, well, it's, it's I just couldn't believe, because you'd think there'd be like one guy, right? There's always the one guy who's in the reviews who's like, oh, feminism is ruining all movies. But it's like, Every negative review what? of this movie is furious about the existence of females. Um, They're not even. And so I, if, if I, I'm sorry, but this movie is not that feminist at all. It's not anything. <laughs> this movie has no message. It has like no underlying meaning other than just like be nice to each other. It's it's fucking like. And and people watched this and they said they saw a woman and they just got so mad what? that they had to leave a, a Metacritic review. So I'm gonna um, I have one here and we'll see if we dive into some of the others that I found. Um, Great Monorail says girls have cooties. Yeah, that's probably what it is. What made them <laughs> I don't so angry? Want to look at them ever. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> very sad. Um, yeah, I I hate looking at women. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was their complaint? Um, unfortunately, I think they like it a little too much. They just don't like hearing them. Yeah, yeah. That's the main problem these people have. Um, but here, I'm going to bring you this review. This review is so nice they had to have it twice because someone, the person directly wrote below this person, copy and pasted their review. this review. They said, I didn't like it, and I'm going to let this other guy's review do the talking. So he copied this review and pasted it as his own. <laughs> okay. um, so here's the original. Uh, this review comes from Fight Back P. They gave Bill and Ted 3 0 out of 10. Bad. And they said, They ruin it like Star Wars, Star Trek, and Ghostbusters. I really felt sick watching this movie where I nearly made it halfway but had to stop because I was going to throw up. Just like everything coming out of Hollywood these days, PC feminist garbage. 
The people that live in Hollywood must be seriously sick in the head. It explains why most of them are in and out of rehab. I suggest you avoid this movie at all cost because it could make you sick to the stomach on how much they destroy another classic movie. What? <laughs> John, it's PC and how feminism like and, and Bill and Ted. Star, Star Wars Ghostbusters how is Star like the Trek. Ghostbusters reboot at all. The Ghostbusters reboot is completely women cast. I understand that. It's, you can get mad at that. But this is still Bill and Ted. This still stars Bill it's and still, But John, they have daughters now. They have two wow. female daughters. Oh my God. And that's forced diversity. <laughs> that's the writers say, putting women in. It, the so. writers being like, well, Bill and Ted have children now. And someone said, but are they boys or girls? And on that 50-50 chance, they made the wrong bet uh, for this guy. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus, I'm so sorry for this this man that he had to see women in this movie. I mean, he couldn't even make it past the halfway point. He watched this movie for like 45 minutes and was like, so, he saw two discreet women who were featured in roles in this movie, and they were furious. <laughs> they are most of this movie is still Bill and Ted. Did he watch? Did he watch this movie, or did he just assume did, the daughters would be well, the main he, characters, or what? Yeah, it's funny he didn't make it to the end because I feel like he would have been furious at the ending. <laughs> yeah, I mean the ending. Does, spoiler: um, Are we going to? Are we in spoiler town yet? We're we're not in spoiler town. I won't say what that means necessarily, but the daughters have a big role. Um, but it's not even that big. Like, <laughs> Bill and Ted still have a, a big role in the ending as well. Yeah, so. it's still Bill and Ted's adventure. They just have daughters. That's literally all it <laughs> They're is. Just characters of the movie that um, also do things. Sorry. <laughs> But other characters yeah. in movies do things. Um, I guess I'll just read one more review because I have right. it. it. I, I have it. I might as well read it. It's another zero star review. This one comes from Orion DC. Um, and this one gets a little bit more to the heart of the matter. This one's less emotional, you know, because yeah. these guys are all about uh, facts and logic. Mm-hmm. So this guy says, Redcon story makes Bill and Ted too stupid to save anything. So the story focuses on how the women are better than the men at everything. Just another political soapbox movie, like so many others. Really sad way to end this franchise. <laughs> this guy assumes that Bill and Ted are more stupid. <laughs> They're stupid as honestly, this movie. Might I love be the, the idea Bill that Ted, smartest iteration. This this guy watched the original two movies and was like, "These dudes are fucking smart. <laughs> These dudes can save the world. They're they're smart." And then he started this one, and he's like, "What?" What is the? Why are they acting so dumb? <laughs> that was definitely the situation. He really thought they were smart. Maybe he was just as smart as them back in the 1990s. So he was like, yeah, in the 90s, he was about Bill and Ted's level, and now uh, he's he's risen now up. he's mad that they're dumb, <laughs> and their daughters are smart. Their daughters, even are though their also daughters are dumb, <laughs> they're literally the same exact characters, which I will talk about in the review. But that's. Like, oh man, what what a mind this must be to like be mad that Bill and Ted are dumb in this movie, <laughs> and the females are smart, which they aren't. Everyone in this movie's pretty yeah. dumb, so that's what that's what Bill and Ted are all about. Everyone's a fucking idiot, except except yeah. Ted's dad. Basically, that's the only yeah. person who's not an idiot. Yeah, and the the wives presume they have jobs that's all we know about them is that <laughs> bill and ted don't have jobs and the the wives do have jobs yeah which by <laughs> i feel like the wives are proof that bill and ted is not a very f- feminist trilogy because they, i feel yeah. like they're played by different actresses in every movie they just like are there and their role in every movie is like nothing they do nothing just, in every they're movie. the babes you know so yeah um so yeah <laughs> i don't i really i'm stunned that people are finding this movie to be so feminist when i was sitting there watching and i was like this movie's not that feminist honestly it's it's like a, a shocking number of reviews is is people being like this is the last jedi of bill and ted and that like hollywood <laughs> ruins everything i just like oh. <laughs> i can't imagine coming out of this movie that angry because of that reason i mean 
honestly, if they last Jedi Bill and Ted, I probably would be a little upset because there are only two other Bill and Ted movies. And if they like defied expectations in this Bill and Ted movie, I'd just be like, why? Like, just make it the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but well, they certainly did. I not guess we should Jedi review Ted. the movie. No, they did. They did not even a little bit. <laughs> no, they they stuck with what they knew, which is good for Bill yeah. and Ted because you should. That's why Bill and Ted's yeah. so. Good. Also, hello, Shalaluya. I see you. Ah, Shalaluya. Hello. How's it going? I got gifted a sub to your channel the other day. Actually, I just got the notification for it. Shalaluya. So I am now a sub. Wow. September. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, we, we're going to Spoiler Town, full spoilers for Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, I'll talk first. I think they open on a really amazing joke, which is that the girl that marries both of their dads in the first two movies is now marrying Ted's little brother, which is extremely funny and like exactly the right way to open this movie. Absolutely. That every movie, she's just marrying a different one of their family members. <laughs> And it's so funny. The first one, it's like a pretty funny. It's like such a '90s gag, where it's like, oh, absolutely, it's yeah. Just like, oh, my stepmom's so hot. <laughs> yeah, and also we went to high school with her, and I asked her to prom. Like that's a very like '90s boner comedy yeah. kind of joke. But then stepping it up in the second movie with like she switches dads, <laughs> yep, is like brilliant. And now just starting this one, like she's as old as them, but now. And it's also like the reversal where she's like the hot young thing married to the old guy. And now she's the old lady who's marrying to like the attractive younger guy. <laughs> yep. And um, Ted's brother is played by the SNL guy too, which I like. I forget his name right now. Yeah. Isn't he the one who almost married Scarlett Johansson or is that a different one? Maybe. I think I, it was a different I one. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be nuts if he did. Yeah. Um, one of there's a there is an SNL guy who almost married Scarlett Johansson and he is not as hot as you would think he is. Okay, <laughs> I don't think it was this guy. I, I no, I don't think it was yeah. either. Um, but actually, I saw. So God, let me look at this guy's name again, so I can remember it. What is it? What is it? Come on. What is it? Oh, Beck. Come Beck on. Bennett. Beck Bennett. Um, Beck and um, Kyle Mooney. They're like. They had the YouTube channel together, and now they're on SNL together. And Spree... I recognize the name Kyle Mooney. Yeah, Spree has Kyle Mooney in it. So I saw a movie with Kyle oh. Mooney in it this week, and then I saw a movie with Beck Bennett in it, separately. Wow. Nuts. T- two separate movies with two separate actors. Absolutely crazy. And Kyle Mooney played a creep in Spree. Did not like him at all. He wasn't even funny. Dang, that's no good. Yeah, he wasn't even funny in that movie. I was pissed. <laughs> he wasn't even funny. <laughs> um... But yeah, they uh, uh, a little bit of trivia because I was listening to some Red Letter Media stuff. Uh, apparently at the end of the second movie, they have like all the newspapers that fly up that talk about how Bill and Ted like save the universe with their song or whatever. Um, apparently in the director's commentary for the second movie, the writers said like those newspapers were something that were added in post. And they were like, yeah, we didn't want that because it ruined our plans for a third movie. Um, it like made the ending of the second one too final. Uh, So I thought it was interesting they had to sort of work around that in this one by starting like, yeah, that song was good, but then it flopped and like the band never recovered. And now they're just like has-beens who are desperately trying to make the song that'll unite the world. Yeah, which I thought worked fine. I I mean, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was believable because, I mean, it's not like the greatest song ever that they played at the the end of the second one. At the end of the second one was fun, but... I knew I was like, whoa, they really made this final. I was like, whoa, they really just wanted to cut it off here. They're like, let's make no more. This is it. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was pretty it, yeah, easier to get around than I thought it was gonna be. Because when I watched the end, I was like, oh, how are they gonna explain this off? Because they really do make it seem like they did play the song that unites the world here. Um, yeah. But they didn't. They they still have to find that song. Um, yeah, I guess I want to talk about the daughters cause I actually really like the daughters a lot. C- contrary to Metacritic opinion. <laughs> um, I love that they're also named Bill and Ted basically. Yep. Um, they both act exactly like their dads. They're both losers. I think it just like, um, and both actresses were super good as, as being like Bill and Ted clones basically. Um, and the, the girl who plays Bill's daughter, she was from, uh, 
the movie that I didn't see. Uh, Ready or Not, yeah. is that it? Yeah, she's from Ready or Not. Yeah. She's a great actress. Yeah, but I, I really like the inclusion of the, uh, the, the two daughters as Billy and... And like Thea, Thea or something. Yeah. I forget how they. Yeah. Yeah. Thea. It's it's just Bill and Ted again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do like the daughters a lot. Um, I saw them in the trailer. Knew knew what was happening. And uh, yeah. Got, it was funny. And I like how they have their own little side mission to get. Get all the musicians from back in the day. Yeah. All the great musicians from from all the different eras. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and, and Kid Cudi. who is a. Quantum and Kid Cudi, who I guarantee the the script just said like relevant musical artist, and they just called everyone until someone said yes. The thing is, if this movie came out like three years ago, three years ago, I want to say maybe three or four years ago, Kid Cudi would not be relevant at all. But because of Kid yeah. Cudi's most recent like album with Kanye, uh, he's like way back on the relevance relevancy scale oh that's good (laughs) yeah i was expecting before he even showed up in the movie i was like because they're going back they at louis armstrong and Jimi hendrix i'm like okay so the cap to this joke is that they like go and find like ariana grande or something like the final musician is some super relevant person that we know um and we got kid cuddy which wasn't exactly what i was expecting but probably the affordable option because this movie's budget is clearly not it, it, like extremely big yeah i mean maybe they were going for like someone who's at he's he's acted in a good amount of movies now too was in the was yeah. in the recent jexy of course the siri oh movie. everyone's favorite movie jexy yeah <laughs> um but yeah i thought he was i thought he was decent honestly i wasn't <laughs> i didn't like his bit that yeah. much <laughs> that, that was not one of my he favorites. did a a serviceable job i think it was funny that he was the quantum physics expert yeah um, so whenever they had a question about like figuring out time travel, they're like, Kid Cuddy, explain, explain to us how this works. And he'd like go into yeah. the really technical stuff. Well, it's like music. Um, his music makes it seem like he possibly could be um, a quantum physics expert because mm-hmm. he sings about like day and night and he's like talking about space and shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, c- they just possible. brought Kid Cuddy on set and they were like, just go, dude. <laughs> just be yourself. Do your thing. Just be yourself, man. <laughs> yeah um but yeah i thought i thought all the all all that stuff was fun and that was like a nice nice throwback to the first movie because i we didn't that was a lot of the first movie was them going back in time and getting famous old people um yeah so that and that was not in the second movie at all basically so it was nice to see that again yeah yeah john you're not a a a watcher of the John Wicks. So yep. how is it seeing, how did you view Keanu Reeves in this movie? Cause I feel like we had different experiences. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't know. I feel like Keanu at first I was like, Keanu's not as good at being uh, Ted this time than he was the first two times. Yeah. I thought, I thought Keanu was like, I also missed in the second movie. Keanu's hair is in his face the entire time. And I thought it would have been funny if they just like covered his eyes with his hair again the entire fucking time. (laughs) Yeah. They sort of give the the daughter that haircut this time. Um, She's got like the exact same haircut. But yeah, he definitely, I don't know. It seems like he may have grown out of this role a bit, to be honest. I think Bill's actor, Alex Winter, still plays Bill fantastically. But I do think Keanu Yeah, did. and it's so funny because he's been retired from acting for like years now. This is the first acting gig he's taken in, in like a, over a decade or something. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, yeah. I, I imagine he's better at playing Bill because he that is one of the best, biggest roles he's played, whereas Keanu has moved on to some obviously much bigger roles. Yeah. Matrix was even after Bill and Ted, so he moved on to like Matrix yeah, and all this other stuff. The evolution of Keanu. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think... It's, I mean, here's the thing is I'm so deep in John Wick. That's like my recent Keanu. Um, I'm not like a huge fan of the Matrix movies, so I'm not as familiar with that version. And obviously I haven't seen the original Bill and Ted's all the way through. Um, But yeah, seeing, I think the most shocking thing was first off, he didn't have a beard and Keanu has no chin, uh, which was really surprising to me. Uh, But yeah, it seems like he's, he's just like, in the red letter media review, they actually say what you say. It's like, he's not really Ted anymore. Yeah. Like wh- whatever was making him Ted back in the nineties and like the woe dude guy is gone. He's, he's a real dramatic action star. 
Keanu Reeves, who's in cyberpunk video game and and shoots dudes in the nuts, and him coming back to this role where he's like, party on, dudes, is just like, it's so weird. In a way, it's endearing, because I love the idea that the John Wick guy is is still doing this like surfer dude accent playing an idiot. I think that's just nice to see. Um, but generally, like, yeah, I think Alex Winter does do the better performance in this yeah. one. It, you could almost like hear the dr- like you could hear the drama in Keanu's voice. Like he is, he is delivering it as an action star. Yeah, and it's like, okay. yeah, he he showed up to set every day with a gun, and they were like, no, <laughs> Keanu, no, no, Keanu, Not that movie. It's like Not what John Wick? M- movie movies have guns though, right? <laughs> like, no, Keanu, this one doesn't. <laughs> no guns. It's, in this it's one. not every movie. Yeah, no. yeah, we don't have guns in in, in the Bill and Ted one. Oh man. <laughs> I also like to imagine that Keanu Reeves talks like Ted in his regular life. Oh man. Um, like, oh, bogus. <laughs> I brought this gun from home. <laughs> yeah in general i don't know i'm obviously i've never i've talked about in podcasts before i think it correct me if i'm wrong i talked about how i was like keanu reeves is not a good actor in my opinion <laughs> but okay but honestly, you're saying this is someone who hasn't seen john wick which you yeah, have yeah. to do um well i imagine he's a good like action actor which i've seen him in matrix and i think he was good in that i think it built but honestly yeah. after seeing bill and ted i do think he plays ted very well in the first two and this one he's it's not that good <laughs> um yeah but but Alex Winter's great and his return is Bill for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I like seeing Kristen Schaal in this movie. I, I'm, I'm a fan of Kristen Schaal and her voice. It's funny because she's like the comedy lady now. Like any comedy movie, she's just going to show up mm-hmm. at, at some point in some role. Like that's just, she's just there. If you're making kind of like Kristen Schaal has to appear. And so she made her sort of. I don't, obligatory appearance. I don't want to mention it because I know the chat's about to go nuts when I mention the name of this movie, but Christian Shaw's in the movie Butter, the movie that everyone's begging me to watch. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the, all the hardcore Butter stands are going to go nuts now. <laughs> um, but I'll still always remember her for her amazing role in Flight of the Concords. I love her in Flight of the Concords so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and, and she does a good job. She does her usual thing. Um, it's they they have a nice little George Carlin yeah, yeah. reference in the movie. It's the tasteful little George Carlin, which was nice. Yeah. Well, what BB? Um, I didn't and, think it was that tasteful. I thought they would just bring his character back and try to just, you know. Oh yeah, you know what? <laughs> Could you imagine? The, the, I forget who wrote this, but they're like, "Hey, we got like a few unused lines of dialogue from George Carlin." <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking we. We just do a Princess Leia here. Put Carlin in. <laughs> and it's like the unused dialogue is so non sequitur that it's just like, oh, hey, I forget. What is his character's name? Rufus. <laughs> Rufus is like, oh, hey, Rufus, what's going on? And he's just like, yes, boys. <laughs> like, that's the whole movie is they just don't have anything. Yes, boys. <laughs> they CG him in. He has nothing to do with the movie. All he does is say disparate bullshit like in Rise of Skywalker. Honestly, he in the well, at least in the second one. In the first one, he has more of a he has a he has a bigger role. But in the second one, he like there's like an implied bigger role for Rufus at the beginning because he like attaches when the robot is going back. The robots are going back in time to kill Bill and Ted. He like attaches to the time booth and he's like, I'm coming with. But then he does not show up. Until the very end of the movie, where apparently he was disguised as this woman who booked them for Battle of the Bands the whole time. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, I can't believe I didn't even think about that when that hologram came up. I was like, oh, man, they should have just digitally recreated George Carlin with unused footage from the 90s. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be a great way to finish up this trilogy? So good. Great Monorail says, why do you know Butter trivia now, but have yet to see it? I'm going to make sure I know all the trivia about Butter, all the behind the scenes stuff, but not the actual plot. I think we know. I think we know which movie we're going to do first for our not watching the movie movie podcast. <laughs> it's Butter. <laughs> it's Butter. We're not going to watch Butter, but we will watch reviews of it and discuss that. <laughs> if we can find reviews. I haven't even heard of this Butter. Film. Yeah. No, I, we might be the first ones if we do it. So that'll be tricky. <laughs> Um, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, the guy from um, the guy from Barry's in this movie. 
yeah, Noho Hank. Yeah. I like had no idea it was him until I looked at the credits yeah. and I was like, oh, Noho Hank was the was like, Android man. That makes man. complete sense because I like felt <laughs> yeah, some familiarity right? in that robot's <laughs> voice. I was like, that guy sounds kind of familiar. Like this seems like someone I know for sure. Yeah. And then it was Noho Hank. Yeah, the robot I found a little bit grating. I think that was partially the point. I think the concept of the robot is very funny where he's just like, fucks up so bad and he just feels terrible about it to the point where he wants to kill himself um that he's just yeah like and, and i think that's exactly the right actor to play that role is like the really insecure robot who like has a name but no one gives a shit he's like i have a name and they're like yeah wh- whatever sure and he keeps saying it but everyone's just like he's just the murder robot like who cares <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad I I'm glad he was in this movie. I hope we see him in more stuff because he's so funny. Yeah, he's so good. Also, I want to say the prosthetics, like that costume for the Android, I thought was really oh, yeah, good. Too. I thought the effects um, considering the this movie's budget were really good too. Whenever he would like travel somewhere, like that was pretty sick. Yeah. Any honestly, anything practical in this movie generally looked very good. It was only the CG stuff that was a little bit like you could see where the budget uh, was lacking, but like the robot suit and like a lot of the costumes all look great. Mm-hmm. Um, so props to whoever was doing prosthetics for Bill and Ted three. Cause I thought they were, they were very good given the scope of the movie. I will say I did miss like the eighties as or the nineties aesthetic type thing here. Like it's very shiny, yeah. new, modern. And I think like some of the things the yeah. old movies had was that aesthetic, like really helps it out because it's such a nineties movie aesthetically writing wise and everything and this one feels like it's still a 90s movie but it doesn't look like one yeah it'd be nice to get that uh retro future sort of vibe instead of the very generic like apple brand everything is smooth and white uh because it makes everything look so much more empty i feel like when you have that kind of future vibe in your movie and it's not yeah it's just not as unique because you're just like oh yeah future shiny stuff um yeah there's bell and ted's like real eight like real 90s and like phone booth all this shit like yeah real uh real uh cool i thought it was unique but um yeah aesthetic wasn't as good Uh, another piece of bill and ted trivia even though i haven't seen the movies see we're so full of trivia that we haven't (laughs) seen the movies for it um but apparently in the first one the uh van or no the phone booth was supposed to be a van oh and they decided to change it last minute because Back to the Future had come out. And they were like, if we do a time travel car, like people are going to compare it to Back to the Future. So let's let's do a phone booth uh, because that's that people won't think of Back to the Future as much, which is funny because I guess no one cared about Doctor yeah. Who uh, at that point. <laughs> yeah. No one in America had seen it, so they couldn't compare that. That's what I was thinking. I was like, um, this is just Doctor Who, right? This is the same idea. <laughs> it is. It's the same shape and the same method of time travel. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but of course, back in the day, people didn't know any other countries besides America. So they couldn't really find out. That's true. And we're heading, we're, we're quickly heading back to that reality again. So <laughs> yeah. eventually Doctor Who will be forgotten in the United States. Yes, which is fine by me. I only consume American products, guys. Parasite shouldn't have won. Yeah, I yeah, we have no choice. We can't leave. <laughs> um, what else is there to talk about? Yeah. Um, oh, I'll talk about the joke that wasn't a joke that made oh, yeah, me laugh yeah, really yeah. hard. Um, so towards the end of the movie, time is like completely unraveling and everything's all over the place. And like uh, they kill Bill and Ted and they go to hell and they have to come back. And they're like frantically rushing to like make the song. Uh, and everything's just like completely coming apart. The whole space and time are falling apart. And then this guy, they're in the headquarters of the future people. And this guy comes out of the corner of the screen. And he goes, ma'am, we, the, the universe is unraveling. We have to leave. And she just turns to him and goes, where is there to go? <laughs> and I just, she, she delivered that line so <laughs> earnestly and with such like incredible sort of melancholy. I laughed so hard because I was like, she's yeah, right. She's completely fucking time up. and space. I run right. You can't go anywhere. There is no where or when. And so I just thought but it really wasn't like the, the joke. It was just her delivery was so incredibly earnest 
that I I was like, oh my god, like that's so dark. Yeah. That's such an incredibly dark thing to say for this Bill and Ted. It's just movie like a random like, cut too. It's just like a two yeah. second scene. It's like she might as well have said like we're all fucked. Yeah. Like what do you want to do? Like that's literally the message of yeah. that. Like where are they supposed to go? Like it's not safe in here. It's not safe anywhere. You fucking idiot. Obviously. Yeah. Um. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the moment that made me laugh the hardest, which I uh, realize is weird, but <laughs> I just thought weird. that was Definitely so probably not on anyone yeah. else's list. <laughs> I, I just like that, that the, whoever that actress was, she just tapped into something so deep in her soul to deliver that one line. <laughs> and I really, I really appreciated Honestly, it. Probably could be seeing her at the Oscars this year. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not like the Oscars have a lot to choose between this year. <laughs> just, lady from Bill and Ted wasn't really that yeah, big of a it's character. Bill and Ted, Mulan, uh, Spree. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Fuck, that was this year. Holy shit! Best. Can you believe Birds of Prey was this year? <laughs> Real? They should. I saw that in a movie theater. That is nuts. They should add a add a uh, an award for like most real realistic scene and it should be about the egg sandwich scene um that yeah. should definitely win it Mo- scene that got me most in my feels <laughs> scene that- and that'll be the egg sandwich scene. <laughs> scene that got me most in my feels and it's presented by dj khaled himself honestly we should save that as a category for the biggies i think that's a good biggies I mean, category they already know they already know who's gonna win that biggie it's obviously Egg <laughs> I everyone knows who's gonna win every biggie. We we have categories that are like the best movie with an egg sandwich in it. Like we nominated a seagull for best actor last year. Who the gives a shit? Was so good. He was so yeah. Well, the seagull was fucking amazing, and it was important that we did it. But I'm just saying that no one would be surprised. The seagull got snubbed and everything else. All right, maybe we had to give him this time. Yeah. We have to rep the seagull. The seagull is most important actor, and I'm sad that he's not getting more work like Daisy Ridley. Yeah, me too. Hopefully the seagull, seagull makes an appearance in the next um, Robert Eggers film. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, it takes place near the water. It's a Viking movie. Could so be seagulls. Easy seagull. Could be seagulls. Yeah. Could be seagulls. Um, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Let's talk about the ending. Yeah. Um, and I, I think briefly about uh, Bill and Ted, how they keep meeting each other at different <laughs> points in their life and they just keep devolving and getting worse and worse. Yep. And they're just terrible people. Until I go to the end and um, just good people again. Yeah, those those futures just don't matter. Well, they say like when they're really old, there's like there are infinite universes. Yeah. So like this is just one possibility and Bill and Ted actually figure it out. Yeah. So uh it's fine (laughs) but yeah i i think future bill and ted were pretty funny um i like seeing dave grohl show up (laughs) and i'm trying to pass off dave grohl's music as the music that'll save the universe (laughs) that was a very funny part of the movie (laughs) yeah it was it was a nice little cameo um but yeah they were again it it was good i don't want to make this review just like us being like i like this thing and i like this thing uh, the wives have nothing to do in this movie, which we talked about. They they just go away at one point and then come back at the end. Um, but yeah, the ending, I think, was interesting because I didn't necessarily expect it to be like, oh, no, it's the daughters who make the music that that save all of time, which kind of works because they're both basically named Bill and yeah. Ted and they both like music. They're the same characters. So why not have it be I mean, them? Bill and Ted's still involved, though. They have wicked guitar parts at the end i guess so then it completely the guy who's complaining about maybe they save the world bill ted still helped a very good amount because they gave everyone instruments and then everyone across all of time and space i'm not just saying everyone in a generic sense like a couple everyone there or something literally everyone ever um received an instrument to play so to play along um yeah and that's i i think that's good because when they said the daughters were going to do it i'm like oh are bill and ted like really gonna sideline themselves on the ending of their own trilogy but i think their role that they were given to like try and oh and i love when they're punching in the number and they're like just hit the infinite button (laughs) it's like Um, oh yeah and then i i loved the line this is one of keanu reeves's better deliveries where he goes up to some random person he's like I'm basically a, a, he says, 
I'm basically an infinite being, bro, <laughs> oh, yeah, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> to his brother. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like, Bill and Ted have become gods yep. in this last scene, and they're so casual about I mean, that's it. That's what's so... <laughs> I don't know. The concept of this movie seems like something I would want to make. Because it's just like these two yeah. people who basically do become gods constantly. These two idiots who become infinite, like timeless beings that save the universe through the power of yeah. music. And, um, <laughs> I I also appreciate that the song they do at the end, because um, you think they're going to do like a big rock song because it's Bill and Ted, but I it actually like makes sense. They're like C major, 113 BPM, like, it makes sense if you're going to get everyone across the, all the universe to play a song, it would be a, um, it, it would be like, uh, an easy key. It would be a nice, <laughs> like slow tempo for everyone to keep up with. And there's the lyrics are just like vocalizations. It's, there's no language. Yeah. So anyone can sing along no matter what language you yeah. speak, no matter, you know, who you are, when you are like, you can just play along with the music, which I thought was a really nice touch because they easily could have just rocked out on any regular, you know, uh, sort of American metal yeah. song. But yeah, I thought that was a nice little touch to make it universal Probably music. Probably realized, oh yeah, that rock thing just doesn't really exist as much anymore so people probably don't care about it. Yeah, yeah, and they got Kid <laughs> Cudi, yeah. like uh, how much sense would have that made? Yeah. Should have gotten um, The, the only rock holes. musician they had was Jimi Hendrix too, yep. so... Um, well, they got a real diversity of music in there. <laughs> they got a lot of a yeah. lot of different uh, instruments going. Arguably too diverse to the point where it just wouldn't work, <laughs> but they figured it out. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the um, key. You got to have every instrument in a song ever. I guarantee Kanye is going to do that one day. <laughs> yeah, I was... What's funny is they go to Mozart, and I immediately just, like... I know they weren't going to do exactly the Amadeus Mozart, but part of me kind of wishes they did. And when he started speaking German, I was like, oh, right. People in Austria probably didn't speak English. <laughs> um, so having the characters speak their native languages, I was like, oh, right. Mozart like lived in Austria. That's He would speak yeah, that that's language. That's what they had to do with uh, all the old people they got in the first one, too. Um, like mm-hmm. Socrates and all those people like obviously did not speak, speak yeah. English. So they were just like mouthing they're like and napoleon spoke, <laughs> yeah. spoke french obviously so mm-hmm. um but yeah it's a it's a good fun trilogy i have nothing to complain too much about it um like i yeah i don't know the only complaints i have are things that like i shouldn't care about as much as i do probably so <laughs> yeah it's a it's a hard movie to like complain about or like criticize in any harsh way because it's not like I don't know. It's like seeing a bunny rabbit and trying to criticize it, right? It's like, <laughs> well, it's what the fuck the are you doing? Animal, like, j- but like, I'm not just, fucking... just enjoy it. Like, look at it and enjoy it. What, like, why are you being an asshole about this rabbit that just showed up? <laughs> like, just have a good time. Um, so that I think is, is ultimately like any criticisms I have. I'm like, it's just nice. I really, I like the ending. Everyone's just unified through song. They're all playing and singing along. And we got a nice little credit sequence of just a bunch of random people playing music because they they like playing music and having a good (laughs) time. Uh, And it's like, oh, man, if only we lived in Bill and Ted world where everyone was united through the power of music and not in Nightmare Hell world. The credit sequence sequence almost feels like it was made after quarantine started to me. Yeah, I think they finished this movie, like the post-production stuff, in quarantine, so it would make sense. Yeah, it felt very quarantine-esque to me to play a bunch of videos mm-hmm. of people at their homes or wherever playing music themselves. Yeah, so. playing music. Yeah, and the the movie ends pretty abruptly, but I think it works really well because the daughters are just like, yeah, they made a song to unite the universe, and it worked. And like that's the end of the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, they did it. Yeah, what else do we need? Honestly. Go us. Yeah. <laughs> What else do you need? Bill and Ted finally made the song that saved the yeah. universe, and that's that's all you they need. Didn't last Jedi yet, so <laughs> no, they did not. It would be hard to have an open ending on the last <laughs> movie. Well, last Jediing a movie is like a positive for me and BB, though. So yes, that's true. We don't we don't consider that a bad thing. Uh, we would say you'd Rise of Skywalker, yeah, Rise of Skywalker, where. For sure. Or someone goes up to Bill and the or Ted and they're like, "What's your name?" He's like, 
Ted? And he's like, Ted who? Ted Skywalker. <laughs> and that, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> and then he does a little guitar thing like... <laughs> um, definitely not... <laughs> uh, not enough guitar riffs in this movie, in my opinion. They had a lot of them in the other Yeah, ones. they did it a few times. They did it a few times. But, they did uh, it a lot of the other ones. And every time they did it, yeah. I did laugh, <laughs> which... It's embarrassing yeah. too. Oh, uh, I did really like because they do the Bill and Ted like the hand over the heart and the arm yeah. out thing. Uh, I really like the part in the beginning where the Grand Council is like Bill and Ted, and they do a really half-hearted like, yeah, <laughs> like they just do the motion like, yeah, that's yeah. us. <laughs> uh, well, that was a nice little yeah. thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I gave this. We haven't done star ratings in forever, so I'll, I'll remember to get it in now. I think I gave this like three and a half. It's, it's. I think it's somewhere around three and three and a half for me. It's just a very nice movie. Like I said, you, you see a nice thing. Why? I know it's a review show, but like, why do we have to, to, to do anything other than just sort of laugh along and enjoy? I literally gave every movie in this trilogy, three stars. So it's very consistent trilogy. There you go. Never good movies. Never let me down. Good. Three means good. So it it nailed it. Three does mean good. Nailed it for me. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's us. We faced the music along with Bill and Ted. We paid twenty dollars <laughs> to do so. I I'd say it's worth. It. I here's my thing: is like if you went and saw this in a theater, and let's say you went and saw it with like multiple people, you know, you're just about like fifteen dollars for a movie ticket. You pay twenty dollars for Bill and Ted. For me, I just have to eat that money and sit down. But you, you watch it with your family. Yeah. That's multiple movie tickets and that twenty dollar rental. I'd say it's worth it if you have people to watch with. Yep, which I did, and now my huh? now my family's. I I only watched it with my girlfriend, and now my family's going to use my rental to watch it. So it was worth it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Until uh. Oh, hold on. <clears throat> until next time, be excellent to each other, and also stay big, you beautiful boys and girls.